SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And away we go with Sportsbook Radio, Sunset Station. Glad to be with you, AM 1400 KSHP. Sportsbook Radio Network, Series Channel 204. That's where we are. Stevie's back in the KSHP studios. Andy Isco, our pals out here. We love coming on a Friday out to Sunset Station. Good crowd in the book, watching the ponies. and Good job, good crowd. Socially distanced, wearing their masks. Nice activity on the gaming floor fun to get out about every once in a while uh say hi to stevie back in studio are you wearing sunglasses in the studio (laughs) no i got i have to i have to wear my readers so i can see what's going on on twitter oh i thought maybe you were wearing sunglasses in the studio after the golden knights helmets they were oh that was i I got listen buddy i gotta tell you something all right Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, unless unfortunately you're blind. <laughs> I, I, okay, listen. I admire their willingness to think outside the box. I would say this: I said for their third jersey, the gold one, go nuts and and gold socks. Now maybe that would be hideous, but I, that I'm, I'm like you know fine. But they wear these metallic gold helmets that is not the color of gold that's on their jerseys. It was it was so out of place. It they and I, all I can picture is these guys in the locker room going before the game, going, "Okay, really, we're we're we are doing this. We're we're going out there wearing these." So I turned it on. The first thing I thought of was uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, starring the hunky Gil Gerard. And then the other thing I thought of. Is, is Credit One has probably paid a boatload of money for the advertising on the side of the helmet. You can't see it on those helmets. If, if I was working, if, I, if I'm the guy who wrote the check for Credit One, I would be PO'd. Oh, the Golden Knights are calling you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Look, again, I admire their willingness to be, you know, out there and creative. But who thought that was a good look? I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, I could do the unscientific poll thing. I didn't do anything on Twitter. Like that. They were getting emulsified on social media around the league. Yeah, I know. They, they I, were not very complimentary comments uh, about the law. It's just, it made no sense because it doesn't match the shade of gold that's on their uniforms. I didn't like I, it, it. It was. I'm sorry. It was Notre Dame's helmets times three. The only thing that was missing was, you know, Stanley the Rooster out there at the opening faceoff. I, di- I didn't like it. I'll, I'll say Notre Dame's helmets I like. I, I don't know. Yeah, Notre Dame's know. helmets because they match their uniform. It's the shade of their – it's green and that color gold. You can't you can't have a different shade of gold. It, it was blinding. I, I, I didn't care for it, Brian. On the other hand, if a bunch of kids this morning are rushing to the stores oh. to buy gold helmets, it's a win, right? I mean, it's all about merchandising. Uh, 
Okay, for them, I hope so. But really, did you think people? Th- you I wouldn't. Uh, I, I mean, I, I again, again, I don't not, like it. I don't. I am not criticizing anybody that takes a shot. But I'm like the. the I want to know the focus group that looked at that and said, "Yeah, go for it." I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. All right, I'll stop. Um, but I'll start again on Vegas. Right, Andy is goes here. All right, let's do an unscientific poll. Chuck Esposito's here. Okay, the, listen, it's nothing to do. It's Golden Knights. We're not, not trying to be mean. It's like, what did you think when you looked at this? I mean, literally, my first reaction, I called Best Buy to see if it was open to go buy a black and white television. <laughs> but what did you think, Andy? Well, my first question was why in the first place. I mean, you've got a franchise ah. that's three years old. They're they're getting an identity that's a national, you know, apparently it's selling well nationwide. Now you got the minor league franchise that you're trying to at least get a local identity to do, and everything's being uh, overshadowed by uh, uh, by what uh, uh, what they're trying to do. I just don't understand the need right now. It's not like the franchise is trying to do a makeover 10 years in. They're the kind of helmets that the Silver Knights have. They have the, the metallic silver. Right. Oh, so there, it was that concept. Sorry, 0 for 2 this week. Minor detail, the, the Silver Knights jerseys, they look great. Minor detail. You can't read the numbers on the back of the jerseys. When they're playing, you think they're like practice jerseys because you can't read the numbers. These are little things, but they're not little things. Mr. Reposito, do you want to, you dare want to jump into the deep end of this pool with me? Rough, please. There you go. Oh, man. I was upset last night, though, Stevie. I, I thought we had one. We let it get away. Columbus, sorry, bud. Yeah. Down 4-2. Yeah. Black yeah. Dogs. Yeah. All right. I'm not well, going to drag you down, but I, I just, it didn't match the color of gold definitely in the jersey. shiny and bright, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they've got the four jerseys now, not only home and away, but they have the gold and the red. I did like the red, the retro. I thought it looked cool. Maybe that helmet night. works with the red. Maybe. 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 But but I did. I, I commented the same thing to, to Nikki last night when we we started watching. I'm like, geez. I said, look at their helmets. I mean, they are really, really, you know, shiny and bright. <laughs> I mean. I get it. I mean, I get the whole promotion. Take thing. a shot. Yeah. I, I, okay. Uh, uh, I think the tip off, Stevie, as we go to break, is you knew something was up when Ryan Getzloff went to the opening face-off circle wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and the referee, too, before we, before he dropped the puck. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. Anyway, good fun. We're at Sunset Station. We're ready to rock and roll. Chuck's here. Andy's here. Stevie's in the studio. Glad to be with you. Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Series 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we made it to the weekend, and we made it to Sunset Station. By the way, I say that. Andy, you were out on the roads this morning. Uh, I'm out in Summerlin. This is like another corner of the valley, Sunset Station, for those from out of town. Uh, we're in Henderson, kind of different corner of the valley. It was sunny in a lot of the valley. We got a, like a deluge. It poured, which is breaking news in Vegas. We had What do we have, 250 days without rain? It poured. Out in my neck of the woods, did you get it? Well, I left for an appointment about 8 o'clock, and I could tell that it had rained overnight. And while I was driving uh, to the appointment, it was a very light drizzle that lasted uh, about the 10 minutes of my drive. 
got outside about an hour later, and it was starting to become beautiful out, and that's the way it's been since then. So we may have had some rain. I don't know how hard it was, but it probably was about 5, five 6 in the morning. I'm being the hippy-dippy weatherman here, but this valley's kind of wacko, isn't it, Chuck, that like a, a, one corner of it can get... Yep. We actually, in the Henderson area, in Green Valley, we, we had some rain this morning. It, okay. was, it wasn't a heavy downpour, but it, it did rain. All right, sir. So, what do you make it? Let's talk J.J. Watt for a second. First, we got quarterbacks saying we went out, and then the, the face of their franchise to a degree. Uh, now, he says, I'm not part of a rebuild. The big-name guys start to make a little bit of noise here in in, stir, in terms of who's running organizations. Yeah, we, we've been talking about it that, you know, we've seen it happen in um, in the NBA. Um, but now you're really starting to hear it uh, a little bit in, in the National Football League as well. It doesn't surprise me with, with Watt. I think there was – you could kind of see that brewing, I, I think, for a little while now. I still think that ultimately they're going to deal Watson. Um, I think they need to do it sooner rather than later because they're going to run out of options. Um, but you know, he, he said today he wouldn't mind going to the Broncos or 49ers. He goes to the 49ers, boys. I think you make a serious case that they are the NFC favorite. Um, with that team, if they all come back healthy, and that if he owes to the Broncos, think about that division with the offensive rookie of the year, Patrick Mahomes, and him in that same division. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun offseason, but it didn't really surprise me that, that Watt and the Texans part of well, Even take a look at the NFC West. We saw what the Rams have done. I mean, most people consider Stafford for golf an upgrade. Uh, Seattle's always dangerous, assuming they keep Russell Wilson. Arizona's made strides last year, and now you got the 49ers two years away from a Super Bowl without basically all of their defense this past year, and Garoppolo going down early. So wonders where does that set it up, perhaps for Garoppolo to go back to uh, uh, to New England with all this? And I wonder if the and, and Watt requested the release, and they granted it to him. But I wonder if that does say something that. Uh, it's going to be a total rebuild, and we won't see Watson back with the Texans this year. And maybe that was just. I think I think it will. Um, I, I'm still surprised at how outspoken Russell Wilson has been, and I'm probably in the minority. But Does that one surprise you? It, it really surprises me. Like, where he's did all, that come from? He's always had such a great relationship with that team, and he's been an ambassador for that city and that team and for the league. And it just came out of left field a yeah. little bit, and it's created kind of a an uncomfortable feeling for them. I'm going to stay in that division. Do you think the Aaron Rodgers chirping thing pushed Wilson to a point where, eh, you know. Rodgers, they went out and they drafted a quarterback. You know, Wilson is the guy there. You could make a case the first half of the season, he was going to be hands-on MVP. And so there, you know, he did get hit a little bit more, but he didn't have a great second half. When I I look at the Rams trade for, for Stafford, to me, I think the jury's still out. He's a terrific quarterback inside, out, I mean, between the 20s. I thought but he'd be perfect him, with the Indianapolis Colts. When you get him in the red zone, though, you look statistically at where Matt Stafford is in the red zone. It is ranked near the bottom every year. He I, still makes I know it's some, Detroit. But he, as good as he is, and be, staying healthy has always been the thing. But I, I think to the point you're getting at, this is a guy – as many years as he's in the league, you look at some of the throws he makes, you're going, what was, I mean, the decision-making right. process is still as sketchy. Between the 20s, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He gets the team up and down there, but but I don't have it in front of me, and I apologize that I didn't look it up, but if you look at his red zone efficiency, I think it's in the bottom half well, of the league. Part of that is having no running game. They know you're going to have to pass, and they're able to plan for that. I think that's yeah, been other Detroit's teams problem have, for years. Have done that without running games, too. If you're going to be elite and you're that quarterback where they gave up um, a much younger quarterback who did take that team to the Super Bowl in Jared Goff, you know, two years ago. 
and two number ones. This has Sean McVay all over it that he, you know, he was tired of golf. And I haven't been a big golf supporter. I mean, I thought he played a horrendous game against Seattle late in the season when he when he slid, when he was a half a yard away from a first down. He's made some poor decisions, but we'll see how much of an upgrade this ultimately is. I think there's a lot of pressure on Stafford now uh, to deliver with that team. But he is going to a team with, you know, two great defensive players in Ramsey and Donald and a running game and really good wide receivers. And there's also a lot of lot of pressure on the Rams overall for giving up what they gave up to make the trade. And you're trading away, what, six, seven years in age as well. They haven't had a number one draft pick, I think, in six years. You think what they've given up. So I don't think we ever see it again. Maybe that guy comes along. I don't know. But we saw, you know, Parcells give it a go. You know, Belichick's one of these guys, but I, this, you know, he's he's basically running the show in New England. But boy, you revisit back what Bill O'Brien did. I mean, look at the Cowboys. I mean, I got Cowboy buddies that want to argue with me all day long. I go, the proof's in the pudding, man. Yeah. Get a football guy to run this thing. You know, Jerry Jones' ego. Oh, they're they're always making an excuse for the guy. Well, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, are we ever going to see a coach GM ever again? I mean. I mean, I O'Brien know. drove that team off a cliff. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. B. I mean, think about it. I, this is going to be a weird way to make it sound, but it's like fantasy football for us. You know, you, you, it's like you have fun with it, and, and you think you're smarter than the other teams in the league, and you're pulling this off. But you're right. You need that football guy. It's almost like that. They get infatuated with certain players that you hear ownership wants to trade up for. You need that separation. You need the GM from above to not fall in love with them, to make the cold calculated decision. Yep. I, I totally agree. And I think this off season is going to be crazy. I mean, if Watson is ultimately dealt and you've got, you know, what happens with Sam Donald, Darnold, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Two, I mean, two is the third overall pick. Two and Darnold. most mocks show the Jets taking a quarterback at number three. Tua, let's rattle them off. Tua, Darnold, Wentz, the Wilson thing now, Watson. You got issues in Chicago. Garoppolo, Prescott, Indianapolis. Prescott. Prescott. Well, they're not going to after that injury. I mean, I mean, it's sad. Now, what's I mean, New Orleans going to do? Are they going to keep Jameis Winston or go elsewhere, assuming Blitz retires? Yeah. They're it's, like $100 million over the cap. So even with, with Breeze restructuring, they are still like seventy million over the cap. So you know, it, it's but you've got four guys that could potentially be the first four players taken in the draft. Which what's amazing is the NFL is the eight hundred pound gorilla, and we find all these topics and the way they stay in front of you. But now with the draft come, but with all this upheaval, I mean, this is going to be maybe one of the most unbelievable wild off seasons ever i think it is and what's what's amazing is that when you talk about that league you can make a case i think that that's the most important player in all of sports is the quarterback and you've got so much turnover now and so much uncertainty but think about it go back winston and mariota first and second pick in the draft they were not franchise quarterbacks winston goff first and second pick in the draft they are not franchise quarterbacks. They've been moved. Trubisky, they traded up to the number two spot. He is not a franchise quarterback. So no matter what we think, it's not an exact science. When these guys are trading up, 
and spending all these picks and, and looking at these guys to find the next. Oh, Aaron just take Rogers. just take a look at some of these mid to late round first picks, and obviously Brady is the example for where he went. But that's you know that's a that's a one off there. But so many quarterbacks that have success are ones that are passed over, and you know it, it basically makes you wonder what uh, some of these scouts well, are looking at because you I, can't. You, we talked about it before. You cannot measure heart. You cannot measure necessarily instincts. I think it is, Andy. It, it's being petrified of missing that guy. Yeah. And you look at Wilson now. Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, and uh, um, and Tr- Trey Lance and Mac Jones. It's going to be interesting to see what teams trade up for these guys. You may have four go in the top four picks of the draft. Oh, buddy! All I know is I hope, I hope we have our, our we have our draft party here. Me too. It buddy. is going to be wild. We're coming back to Sunset Station. If you're coming to Vegas, you want to get the STN mobile app with the great sign-up bonus. It's the convenience of the book at your fingertips. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Friday, we are scooting to the weekend. Scooting to the Daytona 500, too. Races were good last night. That that thing's unbelievable, man. You watch those duels, and he, you know, comes to the wild, crazy finish at the end. Usually, there's a wreck. It's going to be a big deal Sunday. And I know on the STN mobile app, uh, you'll have matchups and group matchups and, and all the goodies wrapped around that. We're here with Andy Isco uh, from the Logical Approach, and Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos. The mobile app, Chuck. One more time. I mean, because the, the promotion continues, right? It even posts. It does. Football. Yeah, it's up to a $500 bonus. So download the app, guys. Come in. We'll get you signed up in a matter of minutes, and it's up to $500. So um, it's just great. I mean, and it's been received so well from the guests. Um, it's uh, you know we got our new kiosk in the book. Um, so there's a lot of you know benefits right now, especially to having the app with uh, with as you said Daytona. Uh, the college basketball tournament around the corner, baseball not that far away. So many things going on now in the world of sports. It's a great time to have the STN mobile app. Get signed up again. Download the app up to $500 bonus. And once you achieve that, it gets deposited right into your mobile account. And by the way, for the horse players here in Las Vegas, uh, joining us on KSHP, glad to be with you on the Sports Good Radio Network and Sirius 204. It could be Vegas, people in Vegas on Sirius 204. The Twin Q on a Friday, $5,000 up for grabs. $2 wager and you're in the game. Uh, one of my favorite bets, maybe the best bet going in Vegas, and it happens to us every week. But uh, today, a little different, going with races 9 and 10 at Gulfstream, Chuck. The Twin Q remains a really popular wager, doesn't it? It is. I mean, I, I think for the race guests, we always try to, to do something, and I know you've said it before, too, for a very small mm-hmm. piece, you could, uh, you can hit a nice uh, nice little payout. So I think we had one uh, last Friday and two on Saturday, so you still have a real chance to get a nice payout. I'm sure we'll be increasing that amount like we've done in the past for some of the prep races in March and April, so it's uh, it's a good thing for the race guests. Uh, I'll just tell you, for the one for the little guy, I mean, you know, I love coming out here Friday. It's the one day I get, you know, let's get out and about a little bit, come out, get set up. Go watch the horses. Bet the two thoroughbred races, you know, dive in, you know, okay, my normal amount that I wager. They're going into the gate. It's a quarter horse race. First race of Turf Paradise. <laughs> I go two to win in place. Seriously, two to win in place on the three. And a dollar exacto box, three one. The three was 23 to one. He wins for fun. The one gets second. 
I bet six bucks, I've got 156 back. Can't beat I mean, that. But no, but the horse, I mean, I'm saying the horse is, I mean, I tell people, believe me, there's a learning curve. There's a lot of stuff. But I, now, I, now, is I, that I, one you handicapped from the form? No, or I from handicapped the, it, yes. Or from the way that they yep. looked coming into the yep. uh, post parade? There was a horse. He had two really bad races, but about three, four races back, he had a race that was faster than a six-to-five favorite. And whatever. He got out clean, and he won for fun. But I'm sitting there, but it never fails. I bet the least amount I bet, I hit the big one. Or I hit a good one. But I, I love the, 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 the horses for people in the summer last year. It was one of the only things going on. There and, was, and yeah. Did more people now start playing horses on the app as a result of what went down last summer? They have be. I think there, as you mentioned, there wasn't a whole lot else out there. So a lot of these guests that were looking for something again, and you could still, you know, play off your app from home. They were they were signing up for for races, and I think we've seen kind of a revitalization in the horse race side of the business, uh, which is refreshing. It's it, it's fun. Uh, guests really love it a lot, and we've seen some great crowds for some of these big races. All right, I got both of you guys because this was kind of a discussion throughout the course of the week and i'm asking you to be creskin here but what do you how do you both think fingers crossed the ncaa tournament goes what happens if they go to indy you got four venues and you're playing well what happens and we're seeing this in the nhl specifically what happens if a team goes there i don't know butler's playing villanova or i don't know what if one of the teams comes down with a mini outbreak and they can't play the game. Is it a forfeit? I mean, you've got a schedule. You got to. You, how are they going to do that? It might, it might have to be a forfeit. It's going to be a very challenging situation. You know, the, the the situation not so much now with the NBA, but with the NHL has to be concerning because those are professional athletes. Those are the ones who you normally don't have to worry about uh, following protocol. This, you know, this disease, uh, this uh, you know, COVID may be just so widespread that it's almost hard to avoid when you're traveling from city to city, taking planes, whatever the case may be. Now, they're going to be bubbled in Indianapolis. That won't be the case, though, for the tournament. They're yeah, not going to be all taking be planes in- and traveling. Right, but I'm saying that that still indicates that there could be a possibility. How are you, you know, because you're talking about roughly – a three to three and a half week period from the first four to the final four. Well, on the first hour with Dennis Bernstein of Sportsbook Radio and Sirius 204, we were kind of you know talking about this look, it, it, how nuts this thing is. When it, and we got news from the governor's percentages increasing, maybe fans, maybe some fans at, at Golden Knights games in the not too distant future, you know, 2,500, 300,000, maybe. The crazy thing about this, you're, you're imposing rules and i don't have the answers I mean, who does but it's like if you close restaurants at 10 o'clock what covid takes a time out at, at 1003 you right. can't get covid that you know in hockey and in dennis said yeah you know it's more spread out the population's a lot less but the thing that's crazy is in canada none of these none of the teams in the north division are dealing with any of this stuff i mean does the thing recognize borders I don't think so. <laughs> I don't have the answers for that. I, I think the fact, though, I, and I believe, you know, they've already kind of changed the dates. So you're going to see, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I could see them spreading it out even more if need be. I believe for the first round, though, they're th- th- that first two days, they're taking more teams that in the event a team can't play early, that they, oh, they can oh, substitute. First alternates? I believe I've read that. that that's <laughs> that's a good table, idea. But it, it, that wouldn't be the case. Only the first round. Though. Right, yeah. Only you the first jump round. In. Right, right. But I think, you know, there, there's not going to be a lot of travel. So these, you know, depending on when they have to be there, how early on, I'm sure they'll all be tested. And I think that'll be a big part of it because you're going to see kind of similar 
um, to what happened with, with hockey, with, with the bubble um, when they first came back. I think these guys are going to be more kind of isolated at that point, and you know you hope you get you won't have that travel that 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 affects what's going on in hockey right now. Andy, I mean, I I try, you know, I'm getting a little better at it. Maybe more more of the glass is half full mentality to things. My mother was always like that. I I don't hold the candle to the way she, she was Pollyanna-ish, actually. But I take joy now in the fact, okay, there's got a couple of hockey games tonight, or there's NBA games. I'm just watch the games, be glad we're betting games, watching games, and being entertained. The integrity of the big picture is, you know, the playing field's bizarre, but. And I worry about that. I talk about the NHL that I think it's unfair if they go to percentage points because you could be playing in a weaker division. And the games you missed, you could have played all the tough teams in your winnable games you missed. So I think that from a championship perspective, maybe integrity is lost. But the bottom line is, thankfully, we're, we're watching sports again. I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same for everybody. You don't know which teams are going to be affected again, which opponents are going to be affected as a result. Now, as far as the NCAA goes, maybe what they would also be considering is an expansion of the number of athletes that could be carried on the rosters just in case some of these games have been, uh, uh, we've seen it in the NBA especially, that you don't have you know, seven or eight available players. So maybe the NCAA has to take a look at, at doing something like that. Maybe there has to, maybe they've got a plan where they're able to say, okay, we've got, instead of a three and a half week window, we've got a six week window to uh, complete the tournament in case things have to be postponed. But because it could be so random and it could affect some regions more than others, uh, it's going, it's going to be a challenge. But then again, we've, you know, and we've got to think about it. We're only talking about six weeks away right now mm-hmm. uh, till uh, the meat of the tournament, even if they push it back a few weeks and, you you know, we're seeing Iona is playing tonight. They've not played a game since I believe it was December 23rd. So that's you know, six, seven weeks ago. And that's just one example. Now, that may be an extreme example, but we're still seeing games postponed or in some cases canceled on a regular basis. I think we've had probably about a dozen or so games this week that were canceled within 24 to 48 hours of being playing. So it's a situation that's going to challenge the NCAA. And I've got to believe that they've got some alternative plans in mind. Uh, whether it means uh, shortening the field or extending things out or quarantining players uh, with uh, you know severe sanctions uh, in between games to just make sure that things don't get uh, uh, go go haywire. What I love about this industry, it's guys like Chuck are only limited by their creativity and the want and the willingness to say our doors are open and we're going to take a bet. Some guys are more aggressive than others. The Henderson Silver Knights are playing tonight, an American Hockey League game, and here at Station Casinos, at Sunset Station, and there are all the station's properties. Tonight, Henderson on the road at Bakersfield are minus three nickels. Total on the game is six and a half, and the over is minus $1.20. It's only a handful of games in. Has this attracted some interest? It has. It has. You know, we did it with the Aviators. And we saw, you know, a, a nice spike on those. I think, of course, if, pe- if people could go to the game, go to the game, yeah. it, it would even be better. But yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I guess better is a little 
pun, it would be better. 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 But but um, it's um, it has. It it definitely has. I mean, some of the games have been on TV. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's one of our local teams. So anything we can do like that to kind of enhance the menu and and get guests interested. And I, and I do think again, once people can go to the games, uh, you're going to see quite the uptick. I, I would think on handle because we saw that on the Aviators, especially on the over nights when the wind was blowing out. Let me let me ask you this: We about just about in a 25 second answer if you could we get back to the fan in fact fans are at the game orleans is a great venue in these ahl games might you you know ultimately put up something like a yes no will peyton krebs score a, a goal oh, those kind of things absolutely. props I even think, on the hl everything that we're doing right now you, you will see that expanded once you can kind of uh get fans into the building all right it's sportsbook radio we're coming to you from sunset station we're thrilled to be out here on a friday we're racing to the weekend andy isco is here We've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Steve Carp is going to join us from Vegas. You can listen to that at KSHP.com. Our work is not done. Uh, stick around right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. It is Vegas Sports Book Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, here we go. Head to the top of the hour. Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming to you from Sunset Station in Henderson. Brian Blessing with our host, Chuck Esposito. Andy Esco, our good friend, is here uh, from The Logical Approach. Steve Carp, and you know, wish the folks at gaming today the best of luck. However, that's going to shake out. But the last print edition was last week. Uh, came out uh, two days ago on Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, Steve did a great job in putting it all together. And uh, it's sad to see it go. But, you know, times march on. And. Uh, it's going to be still available online, different uh, ownership group. And, uh, you know, some of us may be over there doing some contributions, et cetera, but all digital instead of uh, just uh, looking forward that, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It used to be out on Tuesdays because we pushed everything uh, back a little bit. So now that it was on Wednesday, a little bit closer to the uh, week. It was, it was a nice run. Look, anything that lasts, and uh, Chuck, I think you've been around since it's been around. That's like 45 years. That's a long time in uh, many industries, especially uh, with the way uh, progress has taken place over the last half century. Not quite the whole 45, but no. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> but you know, no, it's uh, it's been a big part of the industry, and uh, I just want to thank all the guys over there. I mean, what a terrific job everybody has, has done, and and you know the relationship I had with with Howard and and you and, and Steve, it it was always tremendous, and I think what what gaming today did for the industry and how they continued to support and promote, they were a huge part of what the growth of this industry was, and I think a lot of guests will miss getting that print edition in the book and also we, and you know what we should we should definitely do a shout out and it's funny how we date ourselves and we've been doing a lot of stuff together out here now i mean the years are starting to rack up a little bit we we've missed a lot of the fun stuff we did this year uh but i mean we're going all the way back eileen Duraco, right when eileen was running yep. she was involved uh, with many of the yep. seminars yep. and promotions and things yep. we would do of course yeah and you know think of her definitely as well include uh you know, pe- people don't remember what it was like even just 20 years ago before the Internet exploded and all the information. That was one of the few sources of information. There were a lot of publications that came out of Las Vegas back in the, the old uh, sheet, 70s and deal. the 80s. Yeah, that you, you uh, were reliable. gaming today, even, you know, of late, especially during football season, you can't keep the, 
you know, whatever, you get 250 copies or whatever. But yeah. we're getting replenished usually because uh, guests just love it. You know, it, it is. It, it was a great publication that really was a significant part of the overall growth of this industry. And just another example of technology uh, switching things over. I mean, I wonder if libraries 50 years from now, will there be such things as libraries? Because well, everything's going digital. I will tell that's you that, I mean, on, on numerous platforms, I do videos, we do podcasts, but I do videos. And the thing that's unbelievable, when, when I was over at Don Best, I mean, we had an entire television department. I mean, you know, the, the high-end editing equipment, the whole night. And now, as God is my witness, save graphics. The stuff you can do, Chuck, we've done like promotional videos for events off my laptop, my MacBook. It's, it's like a TV studio. I mean, you can literally yep. now... I could it's click a thing. Amazing. We can do a, right. a three-minute video right it's now amazing. and spit it out in right. 30 you seconds. Do it, you can do it on your phone with all the special effects as well. Right, bam. It's nuts. Hey, by the way, Chuck, I'm looking at this. Look at you guys. I don't think I have ever seen this before. On the STN app, you've got Masters Futures. I've seen that. But already, Masters, PGA, U.S. Open... And open championship odds for all four majors. That's gutsy. I like that. Ding, ding. Yep. No, that, that, when we, the, we that's a done, new one, we right? We have done it early before like that. All four? But, yep. 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 I mean, they're they're different. Okay, we're, we're, again, anything that we can kind of put out there in advance, we're, we're excited about. And that's another reason to get the STN mobile app. If you don't have it, get signed up. Download the app up to a $500 bonus. We'll get you signed up in just a matter of minutes. Come on in, guys. And it's uh, with so many things going on, uh, it's great to have the app. Uh, uh, but Brian, where's, where's the U.S. Open? Is it Torrey Pines this year? Yes, it is. So we just played at Torrey Pines a few weeks ago. And it was in the setup, Andy. The rough there was grisly for the regular event. What in God's okay. green earth is going to be like but for the if, U.S. If, Open if with narrow fairways? If people were paying attention and found a golfer that they liked and they thought ahead, they didn't have to wait till the U.S. Oh, Open no, odds right. come out at the end of May. Sure. Well, I mean, for, in that vein, I would think one of the guys you'd look long and hard at, he's played college golf at San Diego State, seemed to play well on the weekend. I mean, he was going to take money either way. But I think to your point, uh, you know, well, you got Xander Shoffley at 14 to 1. Good price. That's a little home home cooking, home knowledge. Uh, he played that, that. That's awesome that, that that's out there. You're already working, uh, both of you guys, gearing up for baseball? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Pitchers uh, and catchers within the next yep. uh, week, I believe. So the Cubs uh, schedule came out yesterday. I saw when the schedule got you know unveiled. They, they opened with the Pirates. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's fun for us, guys, with all the things that are still coming up. I know it's different, but to have sports, it's a, it's a nice diversion, and uh, uh, it'll be fun to have baseball on a daily basis. Yeah, it's interesting well. with baseball. They decided they're not going to have the universal DH, so no more of that in the National League this year like we had last year. They are keeping the seven-inning rule for doubleheaders. I'm not thrilled about that, but it's okay. Uh, they are keeping the uh, runner starting on second and the extra innings uh, this year. I, I've, I've come to enjoy it because from a betting perspective, it adds some different uh, dynamics I into gotta the ask game. You. I gotta but ask as long you. as they don't do that in the postseason where you play traditional baseball in the postseason – I'm okay with it. Both of you guys are baseball nuts. We had Adam Burke on earlier this week, and we talked about it. And I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong. The the runner on second, I I just uh, to me, I'm thinking the visiting team's coming up. They're laying a bunt down, get the guy to third, and post the run. That didn't happen at all. It didn't at all. Everybody went for the beginning. I I mean I I I was like. I, 
I was so wrong. And that's where Anna, you, were you surprised? I by was. That, I was absolutely surprised. And, watching and so many games and, and expecting that to happen. Never happened. Never. That's where and, analytics comes in because it has been shown, and people said this, and I, I remember reading about it before. They said that you have a greater run expectation with a runner on second and nobody out than you do with a runner on third and one out. And I think that that's why they did not move the runner because the numbers – and you're talking about you know, 15, 18 years of, of going back and taking a look into the modern era of offense that I think that that had a lot to do with why what seemed to initially make sense, yeah, get the guy on third, then you just need a fly ball to get him in. The numbers proved otherwise. I don't know, man. I, again, we'll leave Chuck out. You know what the I mean, shift and everything, though? Baseball has – has gotten away from that small ball a little uh, well, bit. But, you I mean, know, but I that's exactly that's what I was going to ask you. Is I was, was going to throw you a bone here that you're not as old as we are. You're not a spring chicken either. But nobody, guys don't hit behind the runner. Right. You know, like, okay, so the guy's on second. You're not bunning. But, hey, maybe you get a, as they'd say in, uh, what movie was it? A, a, a Gork? <laughs> what was uh, That was Kevin Costner. Oh, well, Bull Durham. I mean, you know, if you hit behind the runner, maybe it goes through and maybe you get the run. But there's no fundamentals, man. They're all up there swinging for the fences. And I think the shift now, the way the shift is played, there's so, baseball is so much different than it was even a decade ago. And I do not want them to outlaw the shift. Learn to take advantage of it. You know, if you give something, if you take something away, it's in football too, if you take something away from the other side of the ball, you open up some vulnerabilities. Learn to take advantage Bunt. of it. Bunt down the third baseline. Or, learn, or learn how to hit to that field. Yeah. Well, Bunting oh, would well, be the perfect Well, example. I've said this, uh, you know, I know I not too long ago said this. I, for the life of me, in the National League, they're, they're athletes. I'm sorry. If you're a pitcher and you pitch every five days, shouldn't you be sending, spending the other four days in a batting cage, choked down, think. and it should be a contact hitter, and it would be in the kind of dough they're throwing around? It might be the difference between two wins to keep a big inning going instead of being an automatic out and you make another $10 million. Because you did a little work in a batting cage, yeah. why would you? Why would you just take that? And say it's an automatic out. Plus, it keeps you in the game. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe you you get to to get to that fifth or sixth inning where you're going to qualify for a win. Yeah, so. I do not like what Tampa Bay did last year. Obviously, the uh, uh, situation in the in the in the game seven, uh, taking the pitcher uh, Snell out. Uh, I don't like saying that. Oh, we're not going to let him pitch pitch beyond the going through the order twice. If the guy's been effective and he's holding him down, let him keep pitching. I've always said, you know, let the guy get in trouble at least once uh, before you consider taking him out. If he's pitching well and he's befuddling the hitters and all that, keep him in there. Uh, the, analytics are a nice guide, but they shouldn't be totally relied upon as far as dictating strategy. There's still the human element of the game. There's still the sense of this guy excels in this situation. You know, he's had success in this situation before. Don't just go by the book 100% of the time. That was epically good use of befuddling, Andy. Well done, sir. <laughs> you like, yeah. Steve, you like befuddling. befuddling. Oh. Good word. All right, so last night, maybe it's a one-off. It was one of the lower-scoring nights that we get in the NBA with the five games that were relatively lower. Well, the Portland and Philly, 232. Uh, the Boston-Toronto game went under. The other three looked like they're lower-scoring. I'm just curious from an odds maker's perspective when you're hanging the numbers in the NBA. I mean, the kind of stuff where, you know, 130, 124. How different is the playing field now in the NBA it's, from a totals perspective? It's way different. Uh, you know, and I think the the guests are so much more educated. We're in an information era. Um, and we really have to adjust almost on a nightly basis 
based on what we're seeing out there. And uh, just a different game, guys, different game than it was. The Ole defense. Yep, totally different game. You know, there's one game tonight, and check, I'd like your, your uh, input on this one. The game, uh, Milwaukee at Utah. And I saw a line last night with Utah one and a half, and that seemed very, very short. Now we're seeing two, two and a halves. That still seems like a very short line considering Utah's outstanding success throughout the season. The way they played, they had, what have they won now, 16 out of 17 or 17 out of 18. Doesn't that line seem a little short? And might that perhaps mean that maybe Milwaukee should be considered? Yeah, I think, Andy, I think for me, you know, you look at Utah and, and I have them second overall yeah. in power rating. And, you know, they're the you know highest scoring team in the league. You look at the year that Mitchell's having. Um, I think you look at what they've done against the number. I think they're hitting at around 72 uh, percent, might be slightly over that. The next closest team is Phoenix at 61 percent. So if you're looking for, you know, a, a team and the public has backed them, um, you know, uh, on the flip side, they're, I think they're 11 and 14 over and under. So those adjustments have come in. But, uh, yeah, I think there's some value there with Milwaukee. They're just not that much of a popular team. Uh, I know that sounds weird because betters are still looking for the better, you know, the, the value there. But it still is the Bucks who, you know, yeah. one of the top, you know, two or three teams in the league. But it, you know, I, I, w- I was surprised that the game opened up. And, where and it that, did. and that's why it seems that the value quote is with Milwaukee because the value suggests they should be getting more points. There's a reason why they're not. Right. Yep. Well, Chuck, you got the goal horn here on Sportsbook Radio. And you got the goal horn five times last night, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for the Blackhawks. You know, God, let a four-two. They're playing better. They're, they're you know they're very very young. I mean they are one of the I think the three or four youngest teams in the league. You lost another two veterans and and Andrew Shaw and Connor Murphy who are out. Still no Taze, no no Kirby Doc, no Seabrook. This young bunch of players is playing really well right now, and I think it bodes well for the future, P. I think, you know, if you're a Hawks fan and you want to see them kind of return, this is a super young team, and these kids are getting valuable playing time. They're still going to have a lot of hiccups. Lankanen wasn't going to give up two goals or less, you know, every game this year. Columbus came in. They they outshot them, you know, I think 42 to 29, and uh, the Hawks let one get away last night. Real quick, I know you got a meeting. Uh, we're taking a break here in a minute. The NFL draft, you can bet on the NFL draft. We're hoping against hope that we have a party. But you'll put all kinds of how many quarterbacks, how many SEC guys, blah, 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 blah. The uncertainty of the quarterback carousel, will that preclude you from getting the stuff up early, that it may be a little bit later because there's a lot going on? I don't think so that much. I mean, we're, we're, we've got our hand, you know, on the dial as well, and we want to put this stuff up as early. We actually talked about it yesterday, Jason and I. So this year especially, I mean, you've got five quarterbacks that really could go in the top ten. Um, so I think it's going to be fun putting this stuff up, and it's a deep class. You've got some really good wide receivers. Uh, so I think overall it's going to be kind of fun, but we will put some stuff up uh, really soon. Thank you for having us, as always. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station. Andy and I will take you to the top of the hour. We're right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you to wrap up Vegas Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station on a Friday. Thanks to Chuck Esposito for having us out. Locally, we've got Vegas Hockey Island coming up. Steve Carp is going to join us. Right for Sinbin.Vegas. Uh, Steve Slapshot 
Uh, you can listen to it live. There's a KSHP.com uh, listen live function. All the shows I get out on my Twitter, at Brian Blessing. Andy Isco is here with us heading to the weekend. So, my good friend, what do you got on the docket this weekend? Oh, what, about 100 and... I'll be following uh, the golf. All right, Andy. Yeah, we got a little issue with the microphone there. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for coming out. And it's always a treat. Andy Isco does a great job. Uh, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot's back in the studio. What do you got cooking this weekend, pal? Uh, I, th- I think I'm just going to sit around and watch some hockey. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what say you on the weekend? What are you looking for? Uh, I, I hope they take those helmets off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I don't understand. I really I, I don't understand. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, go check out the Golden Knights uh, shiny gold buckets. Uh, interesting is a word. Interesting is the word, Steve. I'll I'll stop with interesting. Yeah, if you do turn it on, do have some protective eyewear on. Uh, Yeah, sounds like a good plan. Hey, it's been a fun week. want to thank our producer, Chris Pavona, back in New York. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Great fun. And we invite you, when you come to Las Vegas, we hope you'll come see us. And we always sing the praises of the local joints. Think you'll have a lot of fun. Come check it out. Uh, You can still check out the strip. You can do all the cool things that Vegas has to offer. But I think you really enjoy going where the locals go. And Sunset Station is kind of our home away from home for many long stretches of the year. And we look forward to meeting folks who are going to be coming to Vegas. Let's get people on the on the planes again and get them all coming out here. All right, we're excited for a big weekend of sports, Daytona 500. I'm taking a fly, a shot. I'm going Tyler Reddick. Big price. Big price. I'll say Tyler Reddick in the Daytona 500. That's what you get with restrictor plate racing. Hey, good fun. Scott Farrell's coming up next on Sirius 204.